High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, Halloween fans, fans of Disney, and let's face it, everyone who's excited that the witches are back. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the Slumber Party's at my place this evening. But first, school is still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment and i would like to see the results oof i feel like it's been so long since i posted i forgot the opening words (laughs) thank you so much for listening thank you for continuing to tune in here remember your homework is hit that subscribe button on google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher while you're there give us a positive review a positive rating Also, tell a friend about High School Slumber Party and catch up on all the older High School Slumber Party episodes, 300 plus. You can do that wherever you're listening right now or at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Your other piece of homework was to watch this film, Hocus Pocus 2. Now, we're going to have a really fun episode, I think, today. And I know what you're saying. It's not October, but that's okay. Sometimes, to be honest with you, and I learned this from High School Slumber Party AP, Sometimes when a film comes out, that's like the worst time to review it because you're getting all the noise about what other people are saying. Some people loved this movie. Some people hated this movie. It was good to take like a couple weeks, really digest it and watch it for what it was. And, you know, I think it's a worthy sequel. We'll see what my guest says. And my guest is my wife, Nicole DeLuise, the only film that she is contractually obligated to do on High School Slumber Party. So here we are. Well, I guess Hocus Pocus 1, Hocus Pocus 2, and... Talk of a potential Hocus Pocus 3 sequel. Honestly, that's probably my favorite part of the episode. Whoa, 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 the bell does not dismiss you. I dismiss you. I was just about to tell you my favorite part of the episode, which is potential Hocus Pocus 3 sequel ideas. Anyway, 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 I've kept you waiting long enough for an episode. I might as well get you to the meat of this one. I know you've been waiting for Hocus Pocus 2. So here we go. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping at Brian's because we're about to get our party on, our super senior year party on. Woof, we've been doing this a while. Of course, we have to take it away with the iconic track from the film, which is The Witches Are Back. Class dismissed. Till we got exiled But times are changing Now we're on the attack Yeah, the spell is gonna hit you 
are witches of the What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I don't know, but I literally can't stop watching them. Well, Nicole, I didn't think you'd be back on High School Slumber Party, but they made Hocus Pocus 2, so here we are. Nicole, introduce yourself in the High School Slumber Party way. Do you know how to do that? I think I remember. So, hi, I'm Nicole, Brian's wife. I graduated in 2006 from Dumont High School. We were the Huskies. So, if you want to hear about Nicole, listen to the Hocus Pocus 1 episode. How many years ago was that? Two, maybe? It wasn't last year. I don't remember. I didn't even think it was last year, but had we been to Salem at that point? I don't know. Should have done the research. Well, we did go to Salem together with my cousin and his wife, and we had a wonderful time. Um, got to learn about a lot of the history. I suggest going up there. It's really, really fun. That was, I think, that was Halloween 2020. Ooh, we it were wearing was, masks. It was during COVID, so. We were wearing masks, yeah. I guess it was after, because I don't remember... But I remember doing Hocus Pocus 1 during COVID. Yeah, I, I think huh, that's a really, really good question. So whatever, listen back. We'll listen back too and figure it out. Um, and we're a little late for Halloween, but I think it was a good thing because we watched this when it came out, but we just kind of watched it recreationally, let it settle. With remakes and sequels, it's really hard for me on the first watch to get a good sense of it. I'm always comparing to the original, you know. So I always like to, I don't always get the chance, but I always like to watch a remake two times. So I'm glad we were able to do that here. We just watched it together and, uh, yeah, ready to talk about it. So Disney Plus description. Let's see. Again, this is obviously available on Disney Plus, Disney movie. Huge for Disney Plus, by the way. We'll get into that. But I believe it was their the most viewed thing ever on Disney Plus. Wow. People got the service for this film and... It just amazes me. I'll get into it now. It amazes me because when this film came out, it was not a huge hit. This is one of those VHSs that people had, people played on Halloween over and over again, and then got popular. But no one was going crazy for Hocus Pocus when it came out. It was one of those, like, B-level Disney movies, right? Like, live-action Disney movies, uh, you know, like, weren't as popular as the animated hits in the early 90s. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember watching it when I was younger but I guess when I got into like high school and college that's when I really started watching it I was like yeah this is kind of cool and then now I just watch it every year for Halloween it's become a Halloween tradition in America and I'm telling you it wasn't growing up (laughs) okay so Hocus Pocus 2 this is the Disney Plus description it's been 29 years since someone lit the black flame candle and resurrected the 17th century sisters, and they are looking for revenge. Now, it is up to three high school students to stop the ravenous witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on Salem before the dawn of All Hallows' Eve. I'm surprised they didn't throw a muck in there, because they seem to say that a lot. That is true. Run amok. Um, By the way, not shot in Salem. I was going to ask that when we were watching it, because it kind of looked like it, but it's probably just like a backdrop. Yeah, they probably just shot exteriors here or there, but you didn't see like the original house, if you think about it, right? Like you didn't see... The house did look new, like they tore it down and then built a new one in the center of their square. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. It was actually shot in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, and outside, so not terribly far, but... That's pretty cool. Maybe Rhode Island gives better discounts for filming, I'm not sure. (laughs) I wonder how the townsfolk of Salem feel about that, though. 
they do take a lot of pride in this film. When you go up there, they like talk about Hocus Pocus a lot and Bewitched and oh yeah, it, it's a tourist statue. town. Yeah, it's it is. It's a fun time if you like Halloween. And I do. We had a lot of fun there. We visited the house, went on a ghost tour at night. Yeah. It is very Instagram-y, though. Like, that's kind of... I'm a little against that part, right? It's not... If you're looking for a quaint Halloween time, go to Sleepy Hollow or something, you know? Salem, a little much in that respect. But I recommend it. If you, Again, if you, if you love the pumpkin spice latte, you love this season, and you love taking that Insta photo with your boyfriend wearing that flannel... I'm I'm uh, talking about you, cousin Lindsay. <laughs> so then it's not the flannel; she wears the shacket. Oh, she's into the shacket now. I wasn't oh, aware. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually wanted one of hers, and I actually found it on Marshalls.com. So well, this is this isn't a shacket podcast, but yes. uh, congratulations to them. By the way, I don't know if they're listeners, but congratulations to the, them. I should say, Joe and Lindsay. Recently engaged, my good cousin Lindsay. Follow her on her Instagram. I don't remember it offhand. It's simply Lindsay something. I can't remember. But she has really cool outfit things. And she went to Salem recently, like you said. Um, oh, is that where they got engaged? Or they just, did. They got, got engaged in Salem? In Salem. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool. Well, I saw the picture, obviously. I congratulated her. I didn't do like a Insta deep dive on it. But wow. <laughs> So get get her Instagram while you're her public Instagram while uh, while I'm reading some of this stuff. But um, this one was directed by Anne Fletcher, who did not direct the original. Kenny Ortega directed the original. It's not shocking that Disney would pick a woman director to do this, right? It's a woman centric project. It, it makes a lot of sense. Anne Fletcher has quite a resume too. She's not like someone who she's not someone who hasn't directed hits, right? So she directed. Step Up in, in 2006, and 27 Dresses. Uh, the Proposal in 2009, which is a really great rom-com. Uh, the Guilt Trip, not as great. Hot Pursuit, Dumplin', which we covered here in High School Slumber Party, and then Hocus Pocus 2. So Kenny Ortega, though, one of the originals that were not brought back. And that's fine. Like It's good to refresh the director thing. We'll talk about more of the cast, though. Um, I'm glad the original Sanderson sisters are back. I think there would have been a riot... Imagine if this was a remake instead of a sequel. Oh, God, that would be absolutely awful. And, yeah, can you imagine if, like, Sarah Jessica Parker pulled what um, what's-her-face did in Sex and the City and wasn't oh, allowed Samantha. on? Yeah, Samantha. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, I'm glad the three of them are back, and I'm glad they seemed like they were having fun. I thought they were great in this. But, like, I was trying to think, like, Imagine they casted, like, younger people in these roles, like the new Sanderson I mean, I have sisters. to say, Sarah Jessica Parker looked pretty good. It must be, like, the Botox or something. I mean, I, I don't know. And Kathy and Jimmy looked great. And it was kind of funny seeing them in, as children because I always thought that she kind of had, like, a stroke or something. And that's what made her, her <laughs> face like no, that. I think she just, that's her character. But, like, her, her little mini-me had the same facial structures as well. I was like, wow, okay. We're going through a deep dive there. But glad to have Bette Midler back as well. Yeah, no. How old is she now? I don't know. I, I didn't look it up. Let me look that up. Bette Midler is currently 76. So Wow. I mean, she looks great. Born in Hawaii. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Bette Midler is Hawaiian. Who knew that? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So again, she's back as Winifred, the lead here. I was thinking about this too, like... When they shot Hocus Pocus, 
She's by far the biggest star in the film. Sarah Jessica Parker, I think has a, this is sacrilegious to say, but probably has eclipsed Bed Midler with the young people because of Sex in the City, mm. you know? I mean, still a legend, though. So, SJP, back at it here. Like you said, great. It's like they seamlessly fit back into their characters, obviously, Catherine and Jimmy as well. Yeah, they seem to be having a lot more fun now, um, at least in this movie. I didn't really get that vibe with the first one. Like, it just seemed like, oh, we're here to do a movie. Because it was it was like a crappy Disney project. Not that yeah. the film was crappy, but it was just like, hey, do this for Disney. Oh, cool, we're witches, you know? <laughs> I think what, and I've seen interviews and stuff, I think what's really nice about them, the project, and the whole appreciation of Hocus Pocus is that, like, they're aware of it. They're aware of how much the fans love it out there. And you can tell that in the performance. It wasn't like, oh, we dragged them back. Yeah. And like, Ben Midler's like, oh, I did Beaches. I'm better than this. You know what I mean? Like, she definitely doesn't feel like that. And Sarah Jessica Parker doesn't seem that way either. So, and, and again, that's the best part to me that we see that on screen. We also get a return of Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson. That was nice to see. Billy Butcherson is one of my favorite characters. Like, that was an important one for me to return. Yeah, I, when we were first hearing about, like, the rumors of this coming back, and then they were saying everybody was going to come in and, and make a cameo. And when I was watching it for the first time with you, and then, like, Max Dennison wasn't there. And yeah. His younger sister yeah, wasn't sister, there. Yeah, the sister, Thora Birch. Yeah. The girlfriend. The girlfriend. I would have liked to see them, but I think that this new cast of young girls did a great job yeah yeah i definitely want to talk about them but you know i again i'm with you i would have liked to seen like even if it was little cameos here there if they make a hocus pocus 3 i think they will because it was so successful on disney but if they do that i hope that they come back in some capacity i read an article the other day about like the what's the name max is max the kid max is the kid no what's the cat's name Thackeray Banks. Yeah, Thackeray Banks. Yeah, I wish the cat came back. Why can't the well, cat he, come back? He died and he went to heaven, remember? And the... Oh, true. Yeah. I guess so it's so like, you oh, can't back. really bring him back. I'm, Tha- I'm Thackeray's brother. <laughs> well, I uh, guess the cat in the shop could have been a relative, long lost relative of the cat world. <laughs> I like talking What was cats. his name? Oh, I don't remember. The cat. In the something shop. cobweb or something? something I don't like know. That. But I was reading about Max, the actor who played Max basically was like yeah i was high the entire time and you know what if you watch that checks out ridiculous that checks out (laughs) i mean if you please watch hocus pocus and that kid is like i don't want to say he's mailing in because he does a good job but he's such he gives such a slacker vibe that i believe it it's like whatever halloween is whack you know like (laughs) i just remember his bedroom and i used to think that his bedspread was like the coolest thing ever it was just like a bunch of fish that's cool. But like fishing fish. Yeah, it makes a good sweater. Yeah. Something for, you would get at Bass Pro Shops or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so you mentioned the new kids. Becca is kind of our lead here. Whitney Peak. she's played by. I think she's in Gossip Girl. She is. The new Gossip Girl. The new Gossip Girl. She's really good. Did we find out who Gossip Girl is in the new Gossip Girl? Well, I kind of stopped watching it into like the, I guess there was, they split the season up. I I watched all the episodes up until like their break, and then I just stopped watching it. It was a little too dramatic for me. Well, that's Gossip Girl for you. True. Belisa Escobedo plays Izzy, 
And she's described as the quirky best friend. I like her. Um, and then the third girl in the coven is the one who's kind of like has a boyfriend. And we all knew people like this. Maybe listeners out there, you were people like this who... Well, Forgot about your friends. Yes. Well, the actor, I don't know if she did in her real life. Her, her name is uh, Lila Buckingham. But she plays Cassie. What a name. It's a great name. Uh, and she plays Cassie. Again, Cassie plays that typical friend who gets a boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, it happens where they're like sort of cut out their original friends. Don't do that, people. I know yes. real teenagers don't listen to the show. Very rude. But don't do that, people. <laughs> you know, adults do that too sometimes. So don't do that, people. Some of the other people in the cast who I thought were great. By the way, like one of the best things about this movie was the cast. Tony Hale. Let's mention him as the mayor. He was in... What was that show that you used to watch? Oh, Arrested Development as yeah. Buster. But he's also in a Veep. You know, great actor. Oh, true. Great actor there. And speaking of Veep, um, what's his name from Veep? Sam Richardson plays Gilbert. Oh, I didn't like Gilbert. He was a little douche. I loved Gilbert because he was that. He was just like a kiss-ass, you know. His, like, black flame candle looked some like something... I don't even know. Yeah, the talk of virgins and the look of that candle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to... In 1993, it was a little bit different talking about this kind of stuff. I really don't know. I forg- I don't even know how old I was in 1993. But when you start talking to like little kids, because I'm assuming little kids are also watching this show. It's on Disney Plus, you would imagine. Yeah. And what was it rated? G or PG? Do they need to rate? I think they do. They rate on everything, right? I, I don't know if they need to rate on streaming, but regardless, but, it's like P, I would say PG or PG. Yeah, I like would be shocked. Like if my little kid came up to me and was like, "What's a virgin?" I'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, but I think they handle that well because when, when he's explaining it, it's like it's someone, it's someone, someone who's never little. <laughs> yeah, but kind of true. Also, yeah. like what children lights a candle, right? That's true. No, but I thought Sam Richardson was great, and he plays a character. It's a connection to the original movie because he witnessed the Sanderson sisters back then. I feel like if he saw them in the beginning, it's kind of hard to like circle back and not have him like in the original film. I don't know. Well, I know he's, he's just a background kid. Like, it's not like someone who was the main character. He just like witnessed from the side. I don't mind that. I think I mean, it's... he was like really close enough to witness all that. I just think to me, I was a little confused about the lore here, the world here. Clearly it happened there. Does everyone in this town just accept that witches... witches are real? Yeah, no, I'm not saying Wiccan witches or anything like that. If you're a Wiccan out there, I respect Like people who can actually perform magic. You know what I mean. Like powers and stuff, right? It existed in that world. People witnessed it. Maybe it was a small group. Maybe it wasn't. But it's enough that the Sanderson sisters are popular enough that people are dressing like them. You know, Maybe it was this one weird anomaly that... You know, people aren't studying. I know I'm overthinking this. But then we get a moment in the movie where there's a couple watching Hocus Pocus on VHS. <laughs> yeah. Or pro- DVD, I don't know. Or streaming. True, they're probably streaming. I don't know. I just always assume Hocus Pocus <laughs> is on VHS. Um, yeah, at the scene with... Who's that actor? Gary uh, Marshall. Yeah. with That's his actual wife, right? Is Dude. it? I don't remember. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, at that scene where like they actually go in and like steal uh, candy from the devil you were very perturbed by this because how how did that exist in their world and they made a movie of it unless unless the movie is about the event this is a multiverse shit this is like you know i'm expecting loki to show up 
Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange opened a portal here. Are you listening, Disney? Um, We have an idea for Hocus Pocus 3, including Loki and Doctor Strange. Oh my god, could you imagine Hocus Pocus is in the MCU? (laughs) It was Agatha all along. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. She's a witch. That's true. Oh my god, they can totally loop this in. So, uh, the other person I really wanted to mention, because I thought she was amazing, and I wish there was more of her spoiler for later, Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Oh, uh, yeah. She played the witch in the beginning. It was so weird, because kind of towards the end, they ended up calling her mother. She's their mother witch? I know, but you like... You think she's she... their actual mother? I don't know, because they didn't have parents. Well, they so... died. Well, we could we could just think about it, I guess. True. Maybe we'll have that answer in Hocus Pocus 3. <laughs> We get some cameos here and there. We get some drag race uh, queens yes. from RuPaul's Drag Race. Ginger Minge, Cornbread, and Kimora Hall. So that's cool. Highlight of the film to me is the cast and the performances. Like I said, I have some plot questions. But, you know, let's talk about the film. We start with this little flashback here of, like, the, the children Sanderson sisters and kind of how they got their powers. So what do you think of this? I thought it was interesting because I really feel like only Winifred had powers and then her sisters made her stronger. The first time I watched it, that really tripped me. Also, the kids in the end. The main girl gets powers too. But then I realized, I guess the other ones didn't turn 16 yet and 16 is when you get your powers. So it's going to happen with everyone. like As they turn 16. Okay, that's a good... That's a good... uh... So you see uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character, aptly named Sarah, in the flashback. Um, she's really young, you know. Yeah, she's like she must be not even like twelve. Yeah, it does. It does seem like that. So I like the coloring of the lore here. By the way, um, Billy, right? Everyone thinks he's uh, Winifred's lover. <laughs> but but we... it was just one kiss. It yeah. was Sarah. Sarah's the real. His real, I mean, lover. I guess so. We I say guess lover. later on when she's not like twelve. No, 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 no. Of course, of course. We don't even see him in the flashback. Yeah. Really. Now I'm sure like she's a very beautiful person, and I'm sure all the guys would want her. When you look at Winnie, ugh. it's really portrayed that way for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, a question: In the first one, did they mention this little? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I, I totally forgot. You know, when you watch a movie a lot, sometimes you forget stuff because I, it's just like now you're not like, watching with notes, you know. Now I'm like thinking, shit, should we should have like watched Hocus Pocus 1 and then went into Hocus Pocus 2. Double feature. <laughs> so, you know, I, I liked this beginning scene. I liked the lore. Um, and then sort of when we flashed to the town... I liked meeting these girls. It seemed realistic. Again, this is high school with Lombardi. We like talking teens. We got to see teen Winifred at, at, at the very least. It seems like Catherine and Jimmy's character was also a teenager then. But Yeah, they look more closer in age than um, Sarah. But then we get, you know, new teens. I know some people were critical of this. They kind of just wanted a nostalgia piece. I like the introduction of new kids. I like the high school dynamic. Surprise, surprise. Again, this is high school slumber party. I thought they had a cool friend dynamic. And it happens to people. We all, again, know people who <laughs> who are like this. So, yeah, what do you think of the kids and their performances and their introductions? I liked how the uh, two young girls 
come in together, and then you learn that there was actually three of them at one point. I guess they still are friends or friendly to each other. But like you said, you know, that one girl, she's like, hey, I I have a new boyfriend now. I'm getting a little bit popular or I don't want to hang out with you guys because you guys are witches, quote unquote. But I loved the scene when they go into science class and that teacher is just like, hey, since it's Halloween, I'm going to give a pop quiz. Like, oh my God, we all do you, we remember those teachers that would do stuff like that to us. Yeah, not um, fun. Not fun at all. If you're a teacher, please don't do that. It's rude. I mean, not just because of the show, but kind of because of the show. Super happy we got scenes in high school. Super happy that they didn't, they didn't leave the high school setting because they could have easily made it like Hocus Pocus as adults. We flashed to like Boston and they're like, you know, Hang working, out. yeah, they're working yeah. in like adult jobs and. Can you imagine the Sanderson sisters in Boston? I kind of said that as a diss originally, but now I'm like, oh my god! Especially when they're like throwing like those like singing ragers. Uh, Disney, listen to us. I don't know again if we can cover it on High School Slumber Party, but there there are high schools in Boston too. But regardless, yeah, like a okay. So Home Alone, yes, he's in Chicago, Kevin McAllister, but he's in the suburbs of Chicago. He doesn't really go downtown. Home Alone Two, Lost in New York, Hocus Pocus Three. Lost in Boston. <laughs> it rhymes. It's perfect. Yeah, hear me out. I like it. I liked uh, the character Glenn. Was that the boyfriend? No, it was that. Was it Glenn Coco? Creepy vampire dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The and then you vampire. see him later on at the party, and he's just like dancing around, like just like one of the guys. But meanwhile, at school, he's just like leaving alone. <laughs> that is a little weird. I didn't know. <laughs> of course, there's stupid. Gilbert's magic shop or whatever. I do like the magic shop scene, like where he's introducing the story and it sets you up well that it seems like he doesn't believe necessarily. He's just trying to sell stuff, right? Um, but he ends up tricking the girls by giving him that candle, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's like, here's this really ugly ass candle for your 16th birthday. And oh, yes, please buy this crystal. First of all, love the introduction of crystals. Crystals are so hot right now. But also, <laughs> come on, someone gives you a free candle. You're a kid. I mean, did you look at it? It wasn't a great candle. It wasn't a Yankee candle or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I'd be like, no, does this smell like Cozy Fireside, which is what I have burning right now? What's the brand of that? It's not Yankee candle. It's uh, sensational. I got it at Home Goods. Home Goods, very clutch. So I did like, too, that the, you know, the girls, they have a little ritual on their birthday. They do like a seance in the woods but is it like every birthday or is it only on becca's birthday because she's a halloween baby oh it probably is only on becca's birthday which again i don't know do it for every do for everyone's birthday yeah it's a little mean right it's like oh becca's the best a virgin lights a candle sisters come back but (laughs) i know that's the, the worst way to set it up but something that people actually really liked from this film that i was reading is their reintroduction with the witch, the witches are back, which is off the bitches back. Did yes. you like that? Um, I have to say, when I first saw the movie, I was just like, "This is absolutely terrible." I really like Elton John, and I wonder how he felt about it. I mean, obviously, well, he gave the rights. He gave the rights to it, so he probably was like, "Whatever," or maybe he just like wanted money. But 
the second time watching it, I found myself kind of like coming along to it. It's catchy. They do a great job of it. I, again, in the lore of this, and I shouldn't be overthinking this, question how they know that song. I guess when they came in 93, maybe they picked up an Elden John tape. Maybe. Um, maybe we're, when they were at that house um, with the old guy and his wife, True. it came on the radio or something. And they just memorized it in eternity. I, want... I mean, they are witches, so they could just be like all-knowing. That is off the Elton John album Caribou from 1974. I wasn't sure which album it was. It's an album I don't think we own. We do not. Great song, though. Both both versions. So they come back. And one of my favorite moments in the movie where like, I actually had a little bit of a jump scare on this watch, the teen girls are watching and they're confused and they're like, who are they singing to? Yeah, Candle, virgin, moon. <laughs> And then, uh, what's it called? Sarah is just like, <laughs> you. You. It's like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> I love the presentation. I love the, you know, they don't do things sneakily. They're very... Forward. Yes, very forward with their performances. And again, having fun. You know, let's talk about some of our favorite moments now that the Sanders and sisters have returned to Salem. For me, that pharmacy scene, I really love. Delicious. With a woodsy finish. Ah, <laughs> oh, tastes tangly. My favorite feeling. That means it's working. <laughs> Look, it is the face of a child. <laughs> a newborn. <laughs> oh, sister, what does it taste like? Raspberry. <laughs> 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 I have a bite. Healthy. Oh, should we tell them? No. What a charming name for a child. We should get some salt. Why? So we taste better when they eat us? No, because it protects against dark magic. At least that's what Gilbert says to get people to buy it. Gilbert? Really? Are you the Sanderson sisters? Perfect. Okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Copy. We're obsessed with those looks. Can we take a photo? Photo. Photo. It's a drawing. Oh, yes. So good. So good. Oh. <laughs> we are very work. Oh, I just loved how they were like drinking like all of the self-care products what did she say it tasted like oh she eats the face mask and she says it tastes like raspberry Raspberry. but then winnie drinks something i forgot it was probably like witch hazel or something to like take your makeup off but she said like it tasted like i don't even know but i was like oh my god and it almost made like my stomach turn because i'm just like imagining the actual taste of these products but that was really funny. I mean, if only those products actually made us look younger. That's the play on it, right? Like, they're able to convince them because, like, it is true. There's a huge market for yeah. people looking younger and... Youthful uh, products. And it, like, almost makes sense. And the fact that, oh, you know, they worship you in this town. It's Halloween. So many people are dressed like them. Like, I like the world that they're setting up there. You know, my, my feelings on the movie are largely positive. I 
did think they could have done a better job at like the overall plot because it's hard for me to even think like I, I think more scenes than plots in this film you know you know what I mean like there was like clusters of scenes versus a plot or I didn't think the plot was that strong I mean because you you have a what's it called Gilbert I, I like him he's assisting them he's a fanboy of them that's like fun to me name. what Gilbert Gilbert I love name. that would be like a good dog name Gilbert Gil you know, the fact that, like, he's... First, he's, like, legitimately helping them, and he realizes, oh, no, no, they actually were evil. But he's still, like, such a coward that he's just going along with it. Um, you know, digging up Billy is great. Because I think that was a good surprise the first time I saw him. I'm like, oh, yeah, Billy's back, you Billy's know? Back. That's why I was Team Gilbert. I wonder if, like, they do make a movie three, if he'll be back, and then the girls will just be like, I can't support you. Gilbert? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like he didn't really redeem himself. He did. He's giving him a 10% discount at the store. 10%? <laughs> that, like, barely touches tax. <laughs> so I did want to mention the end the end of the pharmacy scene when they decide to collect, you know, what they're going to ride. So, like, Winifred finds, like a, like, a Halloween broom, so she's got that classic look. Sarah gets a Swiffer, which I think is amazing. Like a Swiffer, she got, like, a Swiffer mop. Like a Swiffer wet jet, I think yeah. it's called, yeah. <laughs> which is great because like who doesn't have one of those in their houses they're very helpful for big messes but then uh, mary with the two roombas i don't think they're like officially roombas and like do they actually sell roombas on walgreens i don't know i've never been to a walgreens that sold roombas well i also don't shop for a roombas and b at walgreens i know it was very weird but i have to say our friend eric would probably love that idea yeah he's a big roomba guy he's a big roomba guy i actually do love the roomba thing because they're almost like they're like the minions of the movie you know yeah they like eat up like the salt to get them out of the uh, circle uh, yeah one of my favorite scenes and also just she's riding on them like the stupid uh it's like almost like a hover yeah like hover shoes and creative fun the tone of this movie was all fun and i would even say the first one's a little bit darker than this one Oh, I would definitely say it was darker. I do want to go back to the Walgreens scene. You forgot about the selfie. Oh, yeah, the selfie's good. Really looping in, like, this, like, culture of, like, Instagram, youth culture. They're like, oh, my God, you're my idols. And then they're dressed exactly the same. So I hope that this movie ages really well in a sense like, I had my brother Kenny on recently, and we talked the Brady Bunch movie. And the Brady Bunch movie was about, again, the Brady Bunch from the 70s visiting the 90s. We're not going to get, like, oh, they're from the 1800s. Or, sorry, they're from the 1600s. Like, it's not going to be that kind of silliness. But I hope that in 20 years when people watch this, like, oh, my God, this was such a 2020s movie. <laughs> like, oh my God, selfies. Oh, Walgreens. 20 years from now, we're going to be in our 50s. The the Earth still exists? Yeah. It might not. We're not living in a Handmaid's Tale? Crazy. Um, <laughs> I feel like this movie also touched base with, like, powerful girl vibes. Oh, yeah. Definitely very 2020s in that sense. Yeah. Also a lot of uh, LGBTQ yeah. couples and normalization of that. It was, I guess it was a woke film to people who don't it like that. It was really great <laughs> seeing, like, I mean, I haven't really watched any of Disney's recent stuff, but, like, seeing it as, like, uh, an adult from what 
Disney was like before. It was it was cool to see. Yeah, and then like that's like peppered in too, and it wasn't just like always in your face. Like you would just see. It was like little blips. Yeah, like gay couples here yeah. and there. I liked the fair in the town, and like sorry, Tony Hale's mayor character. I'm a sucker for him. The fact that he wants these apples so bad. I feel like that is like true Salem culture though. Because yes. when we were there, they had like around Halloween time all those like fairs and you could pick up pick out stuff like from vendors. Tchotchkes, if you will. Yes, tchotchkes. Yeah, that was really funny and especially when he went back to get his apple and then it drops during the flash mob. <laughs> yeah, it's not a real flash mob. because <laughs> That's another highlight scene to me. Uh, what creates a flash mob is when these real Sanderson sisters show up at a Sanderson sister lookalike contest, essentially. And there's like the kids group and again, the aforementioned drag queens and a bunch of them. And the they host. Don't, they don't quite understand. And to me, that mirrors the um, Halloween party from the original, the yeah. parents' Halloween party. And actually, the, there was one um, actor in the mob that actually wore the outfit that the mom was oh, wearing. Oh, really? I didn't catch that. Yeah, um, the Madonna outfit. So, oh, I didn't catch that. That's yeah. awesome. And then they end up singing One Way or Another, the Blondie song, which I love that song and I love Blondie, but I think The Witch is Back is more of the highlight here, but still cool. Yeah. I kind of almost wish that they brought I Put a Spell on You back. They didn't sing anything like that at all, like throughout no. the entire movie. They wanted new songs. For, I mean, not yeah. new, new songs, not like original well, yeah. songs, but. But I, I really liked the host in that scene because he was just like, when Winifred like took over, he turned around and under his breath, he write, he says, what a witch. And I was like, oh, okay. Probably not what he He really kind of almost remember, he reminded me of, what was that band from, what was that Las Vegas movie, The Hangover? Yeah. Um, what's that band? Wait, was it him? I feel like it was. I wasn't even thinking that, but like that's Catherine and Jimmy's husband. I yeah. So let me see. I wasn't even thinking that, Lazy. I was just like, that guy looks so familiar. You're right. That was him. <laughs> that was Dan Finnerty. I didn't even think about it because uh, so Catherine and Jimmy actually worked with this director before in Dumplin', a movie we covered here. It's a Netflix film. Was she in that movie? Yeah, she's in that movie. I don't remember. Her and movie. he's in it too in a cameo. So I'm like, oh. But was he a singer also? I don't remember. I know he was in it because I remember talking about it. But you're right. I didn't even check, you know, the guy from... I know this band was a Dan band, but his name was Dan Finnerty. And I knew they were married because I, 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 like, Googled that maybe, like, 15 years ago or wikied it. And I was like, what? what, what? That's an interesting couple. <laughs> what a couple. <laughs> because he was in those Todd Phillips movies for years. Not just, not just The Hangover. I think he's singing, like, Candy Shop and The Hangover. Yeah. Uh, but he's in old school where it's like, like, turn around. Oh, and then I see the fucking look in your eyes. You know, like. <laughs> Do you have to bleep your F-bombs here? No. This is, this is a R-rated podcast. It's high school. It's not for teens. I mean, teens, you're welcome to listen, but it's for everybody. I mean, I guess it's not for children. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, Starsky and Hutch as well. I'm trying to think of all the movies he's in. I've always wanted to see his band live. I wonder if they still play, but... That'd be a cool thing to see in, like, Brooklyn or something. Yeah, good call. Dan Finnerty is the host there, so... So what other scenes did you like here? What other scenes captivated you? I really liked when Billy's head gets pulled off by Gilbert. I was excited for that, too, because you want it to happen. If Billy's head yeah. didn't come off in this movie, 
disappointment. Yeah, there'd be like, like you said, riots or something. But um, when he's just literally like, follow my voice, you idiot. (laughs) <laughs> and, like, his body's just, like, dragging behind him. Honestly, old school comedy, but give me a headless person in the head looking for the body. Like, I'm always going to laugh at that. I kind of feel bad for Sarah, but when Winnie yells at her, she's just like, you ninny. And, like, that's just how the old film was, too. Yeah, no, so. their dynamic was the same, whereas, like, Sarah is a flirt, we'll say, nicely. And she whispers the Come Little Children song. She does. Oh, they learn it from the the Witch of the Beginning. I like knowing that too. Oh, yeah. That was also a really good scene. Because yeah. we know from Ted Lasso that she has like a really good voice. And then you hear it here. Thou look a thirsty child. Why didn't thou come into my woods? I had no choice. They were going to take my sisters. Thou art different from the other children I have eaten. Met. I feared thou wouldst corrupt them. New world, same story. They were right to fear thee, thy temper. Oh, I do not have a temper. I cannot, now that, you know, we just finished House of the Dragon, obviously. Um, I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. I cannot believe that that lady was in Game of Thrones. Oh, she was... Like, confess. Um, what was... Septa something. What was the thing when she was saying it? Confess, was tra- no? No, it was something... Shame. Like- Shame. 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 I confess, yeah. Shame. <laughs> I can't believe that's her either. Who knew she was, like, so elegant and beautiful and, you know what I mean? Because, like, she's covered up there. She's yeah. Just, like, she was literally, she was a bitch in that show. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, well. It's hard for me to say this because I, I really thought that the movie did well. But it is very hard to kind of, like, remember certain stuff about uh, the And plot. to me, I've done this enough, 300 right? plus episodes here, tons of episodes and other things. When that's the case, again, it's like the plot, just just to be frank, the plot wasn't that strong. I love the young girls. I love, you know, the witches coming back. I love the characters. I thought the music was great. I thought the performances were great. But in terms of, like, memorable plot... Yeah, it just wasn't Not there. really. I mean, the other scene I remembered, I did like the, the garage scene when she, she has assault and they're stuck in there and... Oh, my and Tony not. Hale comes home. And, and they're like, oh, the little bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's fun. Yeah, they that's have, like, funny. cute little, like, one-liners here and there. But, yeah, it was, like, it was cute. And I think that our younger kids will really enjoy this movie because it is fun. But, like, as an adult watching it, I did find myself kind of, like, glancing at my telephone or walking off into the kitchen for a little bit. I don't think it's like Godfather, Godfather 2, you know what I mean? Like, it, and not that the book is the Godfather, but I don't think it, like, elevates the material. I do think it's a good, fitting companion piece, and it does a lot of, you know, justice to the original. Yeah. I didn't watch it, it's like, oh my god. Well, you think that after 29 years, they would come up 
with an amazing plot. But do they really? There was a, a lot. Of, there's a lot of bad reboots. There's a lot of bad sequels. There's yeah. a lot of. I always stuff. find like the second movie is usually just like, bleh. and then if they do make a third, maybe it'll be amazing. Maybe they'll take our recommendations. Well, I hope so. Um, I feel like it made the Sanderson. Well, it made Winnie Sanderson feel a little bit more human i guess because she really wasn't like a very nice character but you could tell that she deeply cares for her sisters and she would rather not be around than be without them so that was really sweet but it was kind of weird how the book made it so that they couldn't come back which is like kind of like how are they going to come back if they do end up making another movie like I'm not so worried about them coming back. I did. I don't know how I feel about you're right. The humanization of them. On one hand, I liked it. I liked how again, especially Winifred, because these are beloved characters, and it's fitting that the movie would almost mirror how people feel about them. That like they did have redeemable qualities. However, I don't know. I would have been okay if they were just continued to be pure evil. <laughs> but, well, I felt like in the first movie they were pure evil. Yes. Like, you did not see any like speck of humanization at all in them. And then now they're like, oh, we can't do this in 2022. We have to have some sort of sparkle quality to them. As you say that, and as I'm thinking of like the sort of Disney formula for things, Marvel formula, like their whole... Th- how they rock with a lot of this stuff. I wouldn't be shocked if the third film, you know, the mother witch comes back and she's the bad one, hopefully in Boston, and she's the bad one. And they almost summon the Sanderson sisters to, to help, help control them. them. Yeah, and they're like, it's like, they're like reluctant heroes. Like that fe- feels like a redemption arc that. I really think that we should go to Disney and talk about this. I wish. I wish. <laughs> we like hashtag Disney up the wazoo on this uh, podcast. But I think the film's ultimately ultimately a success because we want more. We think it's interesting. It's fun. I watch this movie every Halloween. Do we want more because the plot was so lacking, though? I mean, I, I've never wanted more because things were bad, right? So I'm like, oh, this ravioli is terrible. Can I have more? Actually, I think you would want more. Well, I do, I do love regularly, but <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, like, no, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's, I think we want more because we love the characters. We love the performances. Like, they could have done a Hocus Pocus show people would have watched. Oh, that would have been cool. Like a miniseries, like one of those Marvel ones. Yeah. Disney, once again. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, everything goes back to normal. They're friends again. Uh, you know, the kids, I'm saying, and the sisters are reunited. Uh Oh, you know Somewhere. what we didn't talk about? What? The boyfriend. He was such a doof, which I'm okay with. He was a himbo. <laughs> yeah, he was um, He was funny. I, I love how like they basically schooled him on him being an asshole. And he was like, oh my god, I'm actually an asshole? Oh, come on, kid. I know, I think that's very fitting because sometimes, I think we could all get in moments where we're like, if we watched ourselves, we'd be like... Oh, yeah, that wasn't the nice thing to say <laughs> or do. So I actually like that scene where they, they call him on his bullshit. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he doesn't say that. but Yeah. Meanwhile, he's probably not going to change. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention from the movie? No, I think I'm, I'm good. Again, 
it's a fun movie. It's like it's wor- it's a worthy sequel. I'll ask you. I know the answer. But is it as good as the original? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> I just had to put it out there. To me, a worthy sequel. So let's get to our awards. Who was this movie made for? I mean, I really want to say it was for like us, like our age generation, because we saw the original. But it is also very childlike, so I think it encompasses a lot of people. Yeah, I I think young people who, for Halloween, don't necessarily watch horror films, right? Like, there's there's horror films and there's Halloween films. This is not a horror film. This is a Halloween film. So I think younger people like that, and also millennials, of course. Most likely to succeed, which character won the movie? I mean, I feel like everybody wants me to say Becca... But I really liked her friend that was with her the entire time. Yeah, she was Izzy. Great. You know, because she was always there. Loyal she was always friend. helpful. Never backed down. Um, so I think that she really rose to the occasion. I like that. I like that. Wooderson Award. Is there a character who you would have liked to have seen more of? Probably Billy. Billy. I mean, I, I can't argue with that. I would have said the Mother Witch, but I think, again, I think she's going to be the big bad in the sequel. So. Yeah. Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better? Um, I feel like everybody was like... Proportioned out. Yeah. Maybe Glenn. Did we really need Glenn there? I didn't even remember him. (laughs) See? His omission wouldn't have mattered. I think it's fine. fine. (laughs) But yeah, I think everybody had like their, um, you know, specific roles. And I feel like there wasn't too many people that were like... Like, there weren't frivolous characters. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And also, like, it's only an hour, 47 minutes, I think. How much was the original? I don't know, but it's short as well. Like, if this was two hours or more, I would have gotten mad. Um, (laughs) Cameron Fry Award. Did anyone look too old to be a high schooler? Did the teens seem like actual high schoolers? I think they were appropriately aged. I agree. I thought they were, like, they seemed like movie high schoolers. It wasn't, like... Adults playing teens, as we I see. actually wonder how old they are. Are they teens or like in 20s? I would be surprised if they were the young 20s, but they looked like they're teens, and that's enough for me. And they acted like teens. So. Is that because we're older? <laughs> so, fun part of every episode, we have to grade the film A plus to F scale here in High School Slumber Party. But first, our cheat sheet Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, 64%, not that great. 51% by the audience, so it was hit or miss with them. Letterboxd, Three out of five, which is not a bad score, honestly, for Letterboxd. Um, but just a little perspective. The original Hocus Pocus, again, is not The Godfather. 38% by critics. Wow. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It's not a critic. It's not like a film. You know what I mean? It's a movie. Uh, 72% for the original. So the audience liked it a lot more. Only 72%? I feel like it'd be a little bit higher Because than that. there's only a like certain, like, adults don't, like, I say adults, we're adults, but, like, 50-year-olds don't really like this movie. Like, I can't imagine. Like, they have no nostalgia for it. Nostalgia's a big part of this movie. I guess. So, let's throw that away. A plus to F scale. What will you grade Hocus Pocus to? I mean, I guess it was enjoyable, but, like, was it, like... A worthy, even like A minus worthy. No, I'd probably give it like a B plus. B plus, nice. So I gave it a solid B because it's a fun movie. It should be in people's Halloween rotations if they're not horror fans, if they just get like the fun Halloween movies. If you like Hocus Pocus, worthy sequel. But it's not an A, it's not a perfect movie. But 
honestly, it cleared the benchmarks that I need for this to exist in, in the world, right? I think it would have really, really been lousy if this was a bad film somehow. And it wasn't a bad film. If it was a bad film, like, ugh, gosh, that would just be terrible because we've been waiting almost like 30 years for it. And, I mean, Disney has just like so much money. They have so many great minds. Like, that would have not done Hocus Pocus justice. No, I agree. I agree. So you and I were at a Hocus Pocus slumber party, a Halloween slumber party. What sleeping bag are you bringing to the slumber party? What custom Hocus Pocus 2 sleeping bag? Interesting. Um, well, I probably have it like double wide so I can stick Henry and Elwood in it. Our dogs. Our dogs. Yes. Um, but I'd probably like get Billy Butcherson's grave. Oh, that's uh, like his headstone? Like his headstone. Oh, and, and the grave. It, it that's would cool. look kind of like 3D-ish. That's cool. So, um, you know, I could be, like, tucked away with my little puppers. Huh. I like the idea here that he's in a shallow grave because, like, there's really no resolution for that character. He gets his head back and he just has to kind of wait. Well, he gets his head back and then he, like, disintegrates. In the original, though. Oh, yes, right. He just gets his head back and, like, you know. He just kind of, like, walks away. Yeah, and I guess he walked away to just lie consciously in the ground. I kind of like that. And, like... I didn't realize that his coffin was just, like, right there. <laughs> it's funny and interesting that he didn't just try to, like, be a productive member of society or something. Or I wonder if it. he's if he de- if they do make a third movie, if he'll actually come back. Because, like, I heard that he's, like, in a, a couple of different things. Like, I heard he's going to be, um, well, he's al- he already was in What We Do in the Shadows. But I oh, heard he's that great. he's going to be, like, coming back to that as well. I mean, he's he's a legend. All right. We know we're watching Hocus Pocus 2 at this slumber party, but we go to Blockbuster, the magical Blockbuster that has every film that has ever existed. We get in line and we see a sign at the counter that says, rent two movies, get one free. And I say, Nicole, go to the back, get two other movies for us to watch with Hocus Pocus 2. Do not pick Hocus Pocus 1. What two other movies do you think we should watch on this Hocus Pocus 2 slumber party? So what movies would I pick? Um, I feel like my go-to like Halloween movies, I'd have to pick at least one of those. Um, I'm not gonna pick Nightmare Before Christmas because I know that you like you can't stand that. But I really like Halloween. To be clear, to be clear, I don't. It's not that I can't stand Nightmare Before Christmas. I think it's fine. But you think it's a Christmas movie? Yes, I think it's a Christmas movie. That that doesn't mean I can't stand it. I just believe it's a Christmas movie. Anyway, sorry. Continue. But I would probably pick uh, either The Corpse Bride. The Corpse Bride, nice. Which is amazing. You get two picks, so. Um, can I do, like, one or the other? Because they're both timber in films. So, like, either Corpse Bride, if they have it there, or... They've ever moved that's ever existed. Frank and Weenie. But you get, yeah, you get three picks. Oh, I get three No, you get two picks. No, you said I get two, because I don't... Oh, you have another one after this? Well, I just, like, can't stop. Well, just tell me all them, then, and we can rent as many movies as you want. All right, so um, Corpse Bride, Frank and Weenie. And then... There's another one I thought you were going to pick in that in that trifecta that you watch around the same time. Which one? No, I thought you were going to pick Coraline. Oh, I do love Coraline. Actually, that's a good one. Yeah, Coraline. Extra it, pick? Sure. I, <laughs> well, I was going to do, like, something... Not that... animated. Yeah, that Sarah Jessica Parker did. Like, let's just watch a random episode of... No. Okay. I veto Sex in the City for this. That would be 
<laughs> there has to be a, like a Halloween episode that they do. Probably yeah. find it, come back to me. But <laughs> we have a lot of good picks there, so we'll leave it at that. What would you and, rent? And just like that. What, no. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> what would I rent with Hocus Pocus 2? Um, I'm not going to pick a horror film because it's like just stupid, you know. Oh, uh, maybe. You're not really a horror film guy. I mean, I've become more of one through this podcast, but what would I pick with Hocus Pocus 2? These are just off the top of my head. I saw this movie once. I thought it was okay. Kids movie, 2015, Goosebumps with Jack Black. Okay. I like the show, I guess, better. I've never seen the the movie, though, but like... The movie's silly, good yeah. fun. And the other one I'll, I'll pick is the original Disney Channel original movie by some metrics. It's called Under Wraps from 1997 about a mummy that oh, go to yeah. a prom. You know, it's a real fun movie. So I don't think I've ever seen that. So Well, we'll they made to... a remake, too. Oh, okay. So. I was like going to say we should probably watch that in our like Halloween movie night that we say that we're going to do every year, but then we don't. Well, it's already November, so now it's Thanksgiving movies, which are not a lot of planes, trains, and automobiles. Anyway, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. Next time we'll talk on the podcast will be Hocus Pocus 3. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, anything you want to plug? I don't think you want people to follow you on, on social media. No, I'm not that fun. <laughs> Big thank you to Nicole, of course, for coming on the pod and talking Hocus Pocus 2. I feel like I had my NPR voice during that episode. I was very uh, muted. Uh, you know, I think it's, I just was in my living room talking to my wife. And it wasn't like an <laughs> official episode. It was, but it just I wasn't in my uh, wild and crazy podcast mode. So once again, appreciate Nicole for coming on. Hope you guys enjoyed Hocus Pocus 2. If you didn't, let us know. Or if you did, whatever. Let us know on social media, High School Slumber Party everywhere, or at my personal Twitter, O. My Rodriguez, O-H-M-Y Rodriguez. And yes, I'll make the joke that is if Twitter exists by the time this episode comes out. We'll see. <laughs> of course, we'll be doing some more High School Slumber Party. Hopefully going to get the next episode out soon. Sort of just putting episodes out now when I have the time before getting back to a regular schedule. 2023, baby. That's the goal. Anywho, Cousin Pumpkin came over. And I know baseball season has ended, but we missed it so much, we wanted to talk a baseball film. So we talked The Rookie. Jimmy Morris, well on his way to another World Series title. Fifteen years ago... You got your shot at baseball. You got hurt. Jimmy Morris put his dreams aside. Coach? Counselor? Don't report that, Esther. I never do. But sometimes... Hey, Coach, you want to throw? I'll throw a couple. Yeah, Dad, bring the heat. When you least expect it... Oh, my God! <laughs> dreams come back to life. I threw today. How hard? Pretty hard. Anybody want to tell me how we lost that game? You quit out there. I'm talking about having dreams. You don't have dreams, you don't have anything. You're the one who should be wanting something more. Last time I checked, scouts aren't looking for high school science teachers. We start winning, you try out again. You serious? Yeah. All right. To the district champion, Now it's your turn, Coach. Yeah.
It started as a simple bet. I promised to try out. It was this thing to get the kids to start playing. It became the most incredible true story. Rule number one is arms slow down when they get up. In baseball history. From the studio that brought you Remember the Titans. We've got an eight-year-old boy who waited all day in the rain to see his daddy try to do something that nobody believed he could do. Now, what are we telling him if you don't try now? This spring. You bring some kids? Side your own? I'm here for me. For you. Jimmy, come on, you're up. Just a second. I'm not doing it. Don't hurt yourself. His dream was impossible. You the old guy? I'm the old guy. But his journey was extraordinary. To Coach Jimmy Moore, the man who taught us about wanting something more. Dennis Quaid. Do you know how many guys can throw the ball 98 miles an hour? Not many. The Rookie. Watch The Rookie. It is a Disney film, so it is on Disney+. Plus. Check it out there. That's your homework. I feel like you guys think I have no friends because I have my wife on one week, my cousin on the next week. Trust me, more friends are coming on too, but Cousin Pumpkin's great. You know that. You got a tattoo for this show, so definitely check out that episode wherever you get your podcasts here on High School Slumber Party. But <sighs> Time to crawl up in that sleeping bag and hit the hay and not be haunted by the Sanderson sisters, hopefully. But we got to have one last song off the Hocus Pocus 2 soundtrack to take it away. And that is, of course, one way or another, Sanderson Sisters' rendition. I remember one more thing before I let you go. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Later, friends. One way or another, I'm gonna find ya, I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna win ya, I'm gonna get ya, get ya, get ya, get ya. One way or another, I'm gonna see ya, I'm gonna meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet ya. One day, maybe real soon, I'm gonna meet ya, I'm gonna meet ya, I'll meet ya. And when the sun has gone It's over. Go home. Go.